Welcome to Flourishing Faith. Thanks for joining us. Today, Patty will be teaching us about the meal prepared for us at the table. And we're going to see how God prepares a table for us. And where is it, ladies? In the presence of our enemies. What an odd place to put a table, to set a table for you to feast in the presence of your enemies. So who's prepared the table? Number one, God. And it's David speaking here. And he's out in the wilderness area with his sheep, and he knows what it is to me of table prepared. He's the one that leads the sheep um, to green pastures. And, you know, sheep will not lie down. They won't lie down if they're starving at all. They won't rest, and they definitely won't feed unless they're settled. So here we have David saying, you know, I'm like, I'm like a sheep, and God prepares a table for me. So here we are. And we're looking at who's preparing the table. Now, I'm just going to share some stories with you all of tables that have been prepared for me. And then we'll open it up later for you all to share. But I've had some amazing tables prepared for me. Um, I'm going to start with one of my favorites, and that was from Billy. There's been times on our anniversaries that he has gone to the restaurant ahead of me, and he would take the tablecloth, the candles, um, and a special gift, and he would set the table. He'd go in and get permission and set the table, and then he would come back to me and say, oh, where would you like to eat? <laughs> you know, just just play it off like no big deal. And I would say, oh, I don't know, maybe here, here. He said, how about this steakhouse? I'm like, yes, that's a great idea. So I'm, you know, just gullible going for it. And so here we get to the restaurant, I have no idea. And then I walk in and I see the tablecloth, white tablecloth, candle, roses, and a present. And I begin to understand the one I love on our anniversary has gone before me and he's prepared a table. Prepared a table. Now I've had a long day, I'm stressed maybe think he forgot <laughs> and then we come in there's this table that's been planned even he's brought the china our china to the restaurant before and place it out so he is quite the romantic so he's done that before more than once um, at different places gone before prepared table now um, back in the fall I went to a pastor's wife's conference and every single day we were there, we, we went up to a home in the mountains and every single meal, every day and every meal was prepared. This sweet mother of a pastor's wife who did this for us um, set the table and her mother would cook all the meals and her mom every day would have different napkins that she had made out of beautiful material. Everything matched. The napkins, tablecloth. And, you know, even before we had the meal, which was amazing, we would sit down and I was just amazed at how much time she had put into preparing that table for us. It was all clean, it was all matching, and just right, and welcoming. You could just rest at that table. So, um, I know what it is to come to a table prepared. And let's look at that next part. God prepares a table before us where? In the presence of our enemies. In the presence of our enemies. Why does it say this? Well, I heard a story once um, by a teacher named Ron Hutchcraft, 
and he said that he had um, been involved with an art show, had heard about an art show, and in this art show, they had asked people to paint a picture of peace. They said, just paint what you see as peace. So they had all these entries, and some would be this beautiful picture of a sunset, this beautiful picture of a sunrise, um, and just peaceful, very, you know, you were just rested to look at it. But do you know the one that won the prize was a picture of a terrible storm in the background, terrible storm. And then there was this nest that a mother bird had, had come to and put her wing over and she had protected her children in the midst of the storm. And that's the one that won. Why? Because it captured the real deal. It captured peace in the midst of the storm. And that's where we are, ladies. That's, that's where we are. So God knows that. And he comes and he sets a table, prepares a table in the midst of our enemies. Now, who are our enemies? Well, our enemy's not Susie or Fred or Jill, okay? Our enemies are defined in Scripture, and that's the world, the flesh, and the devil. What does that look like? That looks like fear. looks like anger. That looks like resentment and bitterness. That, that looks like... Um, depression sometimes. Um, that's what our enemies are in real life and, and every day. And, you know, I shared with you going to that pastor's conference, there was, something on, there was something on my heart when I went to that, and I'll share it with you all one day, but it was so heavy. And if, I'm just going to try to define it for you with a few adjectives. I felt an overwhelming fear when I was driving up to this little mountain home. I felt an overwhelming sadness that I had just received some news, and, and it crushed my heart. Matter of fact, there was a song that came on the radio, and um, it just it was a song about God, give me the next breath, breathe, um, give me the next heartbeat, and that's how I felt. That's how I felt. So no doubt that God organized that I should go to this pastor's wife's retreat, which I didn't even realize I needed or would need, but God knew it. And in the presence of my enemies, fear, anger, overwhelmed discouragement, he said, come, come away and sit at my table that I've prepared for you. And so I went, and every meal, every session that we had together, it was refreshment at God's table in the presence of my enemies. Now, he didn't just take the fear away. <clears throat> he didn't just take the the um, burden away, but what did he do? He gave me refreshment in the midst of that. And girls, I know you. I've come to know you, and I know some of your burdens. I know your fears. Um, I don't know them like you know them, but God does, and he knows how to prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. You know, if I could pick one um, or two items in my house to rescue from a fire as far as furniture, guess what one of them would be? My treasure box. You got it. That's right. You guys are good listening. My treasure box, and we'll have that again one day. But another would be my kitchen table. My kitchen table has testimonies sealed in the wood. I know. Um, we've had a young man saved at our kitchen table, and that was one of Brooke's golf friends. He was saved in tears at our kitchen table. Um, we've had laughs. We've had tears. We've had discussions. <laughs> serious discussions at our kitchen table. And you know, always, <clears throat> as we brought it to God in prayer, 
there's been a spirit of peace in the presence of our enemies, of the worldly pulls and the worldly worries, of the flesh, uh, my own doing um, and failures, and then the devil, what he's trying to do. And what does he do? He, he tries to discourage us over and over and over. Um, you're not going to make it through. This is too big. This is too hard. Others are, are not going to be there for you. They're going to let you down. They're going to think awful of you. All these terrible lies and these overburdening, um, discouraging fears are, are there around us. But then to think that we can just push that all away because we're so focused on our Savior being at our table. Thou anointest my head with oil. <coughs> Excuse me. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Wow. What does that mean? Well, we have to go back to the ancient Jewish culture to look at that anointing of the head. Now, you've heard this before in messages and Sunday school classes, that when someone would come to a, a home as a guest, they would wash their feet, and, you know, if it had been a long journey, they would anoint their head with oil. And that's what God says. He said, I'm going to treat you like the most royal, the best guest. I'm going to take care of you, and I'm going to refresh you. What does oil mean? What does that represent in the Bible? Blessing. That's exactly right. And God's Spirit, the Spirit of God, the oil. Now, next week, you don't want to miss next week. Of course, we're going to try to record it for you if you can't be here. But we are going to set a table. And it's going to illustrate life. Remember how we had the door? And the door actually looks like the word and letters for life in, in Hebrew, the kai. Our table, the Lord's Supper table in research, they say it was shaped just like that. It was shaped like the word life in Hebrew. So we're going to have, you're going to come in next week, and Lord willing, if this all works out, we're going to come in, and we're going to have that U-shaped table of life, okay? And we're going to have it set with you. And what are we going to have on our table? We're going to have oil. We're going to have bread. And remember I told you next week that we're going to learn how to take the bread from the start, from the, <coughs> berry, from the wheat berry, and we're going to run it through. And, and if I can find the, the proper things, we're going to let you actually try to crush that berry. Now at the Lord's table, there's some crushing and pressing that have taken place in order for you to partake and be refreshed. So we're going to do that. We're going to do some hands-on learning what it took to prepare this table for us in the presence of our enemies, okay? So we have the crushed bread, the unleavened bread that's at God's table. We have the oil um, that was pressed. You know, Gethsemane, it's Gethsemane. And that was, that means that that. Gethsemane, that word means a place of pressing. And that's exactly what Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was pressed with the weight of the world. He was pressed before he went to the cross for your sin and my sin to prepare a table for us in the presence of our enemies. So, um, he does that to anoint our head, to refresh our thinking, our thoughts, our heart. And then we have the final one, my cup runneth over. There's going to be a cup at your table next week. And in that cup, we are going to have some grape juice with our bread and with our oil. Um, and what does grape juice represent? The sacrifice, the blood of our precious Savior. And our cup runs over. The sacrifice is more than enough for us. It's perfect, covering all. 
And so we're going to have that at our table. We're going to have some salt at our table. Now, we, we've heard often of what salt does. What does salt do? Preserves, flavors, seasons. Okay, keeps us from healing. It heals. Exactly right. Um, so we're going to have that salt on our table. Um, we're going to have napkins on our table. And if we were all able to, I wouldn't do this to you because I, I couldn't do this myself, but if we were able to, we would do it Mid-Eastern style and we would be on the floor. <laughs> okay, but don't be afraid. We won't do that. We'll just have the tables in that order. But I hope you never look at a table the same, girls, after this. Um, when one is especially is prepared for you. And feel free if you want to share that with your husband so they'll get the hint. <laughs> get the hint and, um, you know, uh, stir up some creative ideas. <laughs> um, uh, just to share, I'll share another cute story with you talking about romantic ideas. Uh, we had a lady in our church in Corbin, and she said um, that, a, a, I don't know if it was her dad or a friend of hers, but she said that um, the man and the woman lived, one in Kentucky and one in um, Ohio, so it's like across the bridge, and that was the, the state line, that was the divine line. So anyway, he arranges this date for her, and he has her meet him in the middle. I guess they walk down the side, and um, he has all this thing, all these things prepared in the middle. And he said, "I wanted to meet you halfway between your world and mine." I like that. <laughs> okay, before we get these guys in trouble, we're going to move away from <laughs> too many. We'll save it for Valentine's Day, okay? <laughs> But we're going to open up now um, to one more scripture, and then we're going to just have a time of Q&A, question and answer, and discussion. And we'll turn it off to have our own little private <coughs> time for that. But I did want to share with the ones that weren't with us tonight by way of a Facebook video. So turn with me to 1 Samuel 14, 24. And I want us to look at this scripture. Now, I have to tell you how this came to be part of our study tonight. This morning, I told you I was awakened early with some thoughts of this study tonight. And I went into the den. It was real quiet. I was the only one up. And there's our big family Bible on the table, on the coffee table. And I opened it up. And <laughs> excuse me, I'm reading Psalm 23. And, and I'm flipping back through. And, and I noticed that a part of the page is folded over. And it's folded over. To this scripture alone, I flipped through the Bible to see if any other pages were folded, and it was just on this scripture. And now that doesn't always happen, but I know that was a divine fold, <laughs> a divine fold over. And I think you'll see how this connects with our um, table study for tonight, a table in the presence of our enemies, because it, it's, it's fitting. It's, it's actually an illustration, a biblical illustration of how God prepared food during a battle. So, 1 Samuel 14, 24, and who has that for us? I'm going to let you guys read it, so taking time to, um, to go there. Jennifer, read, and I'll stop you when we hit a point, okay? Now the men of Israel were hard-pressed on that day, for Saul had put the people under oath, saying, Cursed be the man who eats food before evening, and until I have avenged myself on my enemies. So none of the people tasted food. Okay, and I'm going to kind of give you a brief summary of this. What Jennifer just read was Saul, King Saul, had put a curse on the people if they ate. In other words, they were to fast, to go to battle, to keep their mind focused, and to be in a time of fasting. Now, that sounds good, and that sounds very um, on point, I guess, for the, for the 
the crew that were in the battle. But guess who defies his, his law there, who defies his word? Anybody have an idea? His son, Jonathan. If you'll read down, Jonathan doesn't hear the instruction. Jonathan's out in battle. And if you'll read this tonight, you'll see Jonathan gets a bit of honey. Remember last week we talked about a bit of honey on the, uh, the Jewish letters. Was that with you guys? It might not have been. We'll save that for later. But um, he puts this honey in his mouth, and then he tells his people, eat. And, and he gets word later, um, Dad has said don't do this, or you're, or you're cursed. Well, what happens? Let me just give you the quick summary of this. Um, do they die or are they cursed? No, they're not. Because this was a word of Saul, not of the Lord. This was a word of Saul. He's very impulsive, we know, and he likes to, to, to kind of... He's bossy. He's bossy. Thank you, Miss Pat. Um, and we don't see that that's a word from God. So Jonathan innocently takes in this honey, and his, his men do. Guess what? It refreshes them for battle. They're there in the midst of their enemies. Perfect illustration. And I did not find this. Like I told you, my Bible was folded over at this page when I needed an illustration for tonight. And so here's Jonathan and his men. They partake of the honey and they eat and they are refreshed and they have strength to go on in battle. Wow. The need for a table in the midst of our enemies. I don't know about you, but that has blessed me. That blessed me. There's things going on in my life that you all don't know. I'm your pastor's wife. I don't share all my hurts. But now you saw me come in um, last week and you saw me handling burden with an unspoken request. And, and um, you, you felt that with me. But only God knows the heaviness of our own personal fears and struggles. And we need to pray. We need to refresh each other. We need to be examples of our Lord in the lives of others. And sometimes just send a little basket of encouragement um, to help get through the battle with our enemies. Okay. Love you guys. And we're going to pray, close this out, and we're going to open it up for question and answer. And you on Facebook, if you have a question or answer, you can just uh, respond to this underneath the video. Okay. Thanks. Let's pray. Father, how we thank you that you prepare a table for us in the presence of our enemies. Only you could do that. And only you care to do that. Lord, you know our every hurt, our every sorrow, and you have the remedy. You have the oil of gladness and anointing and healing and seasoning. Oh, Father, you are our table. Thank you for giving your life to prepare it for us. We praise you and pray you bless this time of fellowship now in Jesus' name.